Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market their positive reviews online. In addition, the online dashboard includes the ability to enter your company details once and have it published automatically to over 60 directory and review sites and keep it updated, synchronized, and without duplication. For a 14-day free trial, visit techreputation.com TSB for 10% off your setup and monthly subscription with a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee. That's techreputation.com slash TSB. It's also brought to you by Tech Blog Builder. Tech Blog Builder is the blog writing service for IT businesses. We craft content that converts website visitors into customers with 100% unique, SEO-ready, professionally written blog posts delivered on a consistent basis. Learn more at techblogbuilder.com. On today's episode, we have Nate Gadjabilev on the show to teach us how to grow our business on social media. We'll learn what we should be doing to make sure we're getting the most out of social media, as well as how we can track if we are actually getting any ROI from our efforts. We'll also learn about Nate's company, Amplifer, and how it can help streamline your social media efforts. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First, so that every time we go live, it'll jump to the top of your newsfeed. Also, just want to remind you of the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter. That is the weekly newsletter where you can get tips and tricks on how to market your computer business. We curate some different articles from around the internet that we think will be helpful to you folks um, as uh, IT service businesses. And then, of course, we also have the links to the latest podcast episode, some links to some interesting posts from our Facebook group, and a lot more all curated into one newsletter that you get every week. So check that out at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. Uh, our topic today is going to be all about how to use social media to grow your business without buying ads. So we're going to kind of dig into some of the strategies that you can use social media for uh, on how to um, use it to grow your business without spending a lot of money, um, how, to, how to be smart about it, how to have some strategies around it. And then we'll, we'll probably also get into some ads as well because uh, th- there's a lot to talk about there as well. Uh, and we've, we've talked about that on the show a lot in the past. So I kind of wanted to get more into, you know, social media is free. There's a lot of people on it. How can we leverage that for our business? And I know it can be a godsend or it can be very frustrating at times. Um, so our, our guest today is Nate Gajabilev, and he is the founder of Amplifier, which is a social media scheduling and analytics platform. So he's kind of knee deep into all of this stuff with social media. So we're going to pick his brain a little bit about how to leverage social media the best. Uh, before we get into that interview, though, really quick, just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market their positive reviews online. And that's kind of the key word there is positive reviews, right? Because as a you know company that deals with the public a lot, you're fixing people's computers, and there's bound to be a time where there could either be a miscommunication or something doesn't go right, and you might have a less than happy customer. At that moment, you know you might not know that they're not happy. They they might just grab their computer and leave, and it, they find out later on that that something happened that they're not happy about, or they just don't communicate it to you. And then, of course, at that time, what do they do? They don't try to contact you to to say, "Hey, I'm not really feeling good about the service I received." They what do they do? They head on to to they go online and go to Facebook or Google and leave a nasty review for you, right? And then that's going to be there. Uh, and it's really hard to get those taken down. So that's going to be there and that's going to, people are going to see that. And we want to avoid that when, whenever possible. So, 
uh, a service like Tech Reputation, what it does is it kind of puts a buffer in between the customer and the review sites. So when the customer is done being serviced, they get a message from you saying, hey, how'd you like the service? Let us know. If they're happy with it, it directs them to the uh, platform of choice where you'd like them to leave a positive review for you. If, they're, if they say they're not happy with your service, then it gives you the opportunity to try to mitigate that or try to you know, have a conversation with them to figure out what was wrong and make it right. Uh, and that's the kind of the big uh, the big benefit that tech reputation gives you. But that's not all. That's just where it starts. Tech reputation also has a lot of other services. Um, it has a dashboard where you can see all of the different reviews you're receiving online, and it aggregates all of your reviews into one single pane of glass. So you can see how you're doing across all the different review sites, uh, and it, you know, kind of just have the the analytics that you need uh, to to make decisions. Um, about what to do about your reviews. You can also um, track uh, different reviews that you receive um, for different employees in your company. Uh, and its reporting is in real time. So anytime someone leaves you a review, you automatically get notified about that. And then you can take your good reviews from all the places that's published online, like Google and Facebook, and aggregate all those reviews easily onto your website. I want to announce for the first time on this uh, podcast episode that Tech Reputation is now integrated with our service here, Tech Site Builder. So you can, uh, if you sign up for Tech Reputation, you can get, have your reviews that are curated there automatically show up on your Tech Site Builder website, and that is one of the first integrations that we're um, that we're introducing for Tech Site Builder, and they're going to be more in the future. But because Tech Reputation has been such a great friend of the show. We wanted to get that done with them first. So that's already there. You can log into your Tech Site Builder dashboard and get all of your reviews from Google, Facebook, uh, Yelp, and have all of those show up in one place on your website. It's pretty cool. So definitely check that out if you're a Tech Site Builder user. Um, and finally, what Tech Reputation does is it also will scan the internet for your business citations. So anywhere that your business uh, name is being mentioned on the internet, it's going to gather all of those and make sure that your business information is accurate every place that it's listed. And you'd be surprised where your business is listed because a lot of there's a lot of services that just crawl the internet looking for businesses to list on their service. So you your business might end up being listed on all these different places and they might be using old information about your business, outdated phone number, outdated address, maybe a different name. So you want to get visibility into that so you know where you can go to fix that or update that information. And that's another feature that's baked into Tech Reputation. So all of that is available uh, if you go to techreputation.com slash TSB. If you go to that slash TSB, um, you'll be able to take advantage of a 10% off the uh, sign-up and the monthly uh, subscription fee for Tech Reputation. Um, and that's exclusive for listeners of this show. So definitely t- t- uh, check that out. Just go to techreputation.com slash TSB and let them know that the Computer Business Marketing Podcast sent you there. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and jump into the interview. So I'm uh, real excited to have Nate Gajabilev, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right on the show. He's the uh, founder of Amplifier, which is a social media sharing uh, or I'm sorry, a social media scheduling and analytics platform. And I'll let him uh, talk a little bit about what that does a little bit later on the interview. But uh, first of all, hey, Nate, thanks for uh, being on the show. Appreciate it. Hey, Matthew, thank you for inviting me. And the last name sounds good enough. <laughs> okay, you go ahead and pronounce it for me. I want to hear you you say it. On file, it should be Gajibalayev, but that's, that's like a common problem. You know, every podcast, every right. article, hey, um, <laughs> Are we spelling your last name correctly? Right. Yep. Um, and you, uh, so I guess you dig in a little bit, um, let folks know where you're from and a little bit about the background and what led you to where you are now with Amplifier. Gotcha. So I'm Russian and um, my folks are not Russian, hence the Russian but not Russian last name. Interesting. Um <laughs> I'm a software engineer. I started building software when I was uh, in middle school. That's, a, I think, pretty common scenario. And then I switched to a little bit more managerial uh, stuff as I went. Um, since 2011, I joined a company. We were building software for other companies. And 
since 2014, we mostly switched to the U.S. market. We were pretty expensive. We were competing with local companies, and our usual client would be some post-white combinator company um, startup, somewhere between like 500,000, maybe 5 million funding, somewhere between two to maybe 50 people on the team. Um, the company I was building um, at that point, it filled the gap for other clients when they had the idea, had the product market fit, but couldn't build the technology. We've built the technology. And all the companies out there who are doing that, we really want to build our own products. And we tried that more than once. And there's a lot of mistakes you can do on the way. <laughs> you can try to build a business just because you have a spare engineer. Okay, he's free. Why not build a company? Uh, you can try building a company in the market you don't know nothing about. Uh, you can try to build a company when you don't really know what it will take to build a company. You think just develop the website and that's it. We, I think we made it all. Amplifer, the company I'm talking to you today about, is I think our fourth or even fifth attempt. We started in 2015. We started it out of our Moscow office. Um, we're a completely distributed team. It took us a year or two for, for Amplifer to actually take off. And in 2017, we started aggressively expanding into European and, and American market. Right now, I'm in San Francisco. Um, my CTO is in San Diego. He likes surfing and warm climate. Uh, part of my team is in Brooklyn, New York. Part of my team is still in Russia. So that's it. Bootstrapped, sustainable, independent, and ready to introduce ourselves to the world. Ready to take over the world. Love it. Um, and, and I'm glad you pronounced it so it's Amplifer. Right. Because there's not, there's, it's A-M-P-L-I-F-R. Yeah, we, we, uh, we enjoyed the, the joke that we are um, the Flickr version of Amplifier. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, seems like uh, if you're looking for a name and all the other names are taken, <laughs> you just drop a couple consonants or a couple of vowels before the R. And right. It, I don't uh, even remember how we chose the name. I remember we pivoted, we pivoted completely the functionality of the service in, uh, in 2015. Before that, we, we tried to have our business with the same name. Um, so yeah, the name, oh, is, yeah. the name is a legacy. We, tr uh, we decided to stick with it to remember where we were coming from. Okay. Yeah, cool. And I, I mean, it still works for, for what you're doing. It makes sense for sure. Um, Cool. So uh, let's dig into kind of the topic at hand, which is uh, you know social media. Um, uh, our our listeners, I know, are, are computer business owners, IT service businesses. So we understand tech. You know, we we know all the tools to use, and and we know how computers work, and, and we know how to use the internet, and and so uh, it, it it's a natural progression as a business owner to say, okay, well. You know, I know tech, so let me get on social media. Let me make sure my business has an account on all the major social platforms, and then just you know start interacting and start using them. Um, but I, I see it a lot in 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 the in the groups I'm in and just talking to business owners. They they get frustrated because with social media, it's you're chasing those likes and you're chasing you know the the social proof and you're chasing the the popularity and you're, you're comparing yourself to your competition as far as, you know, how many people are liking my page, how many people are reacting to my stuff. And, and sometimes you can get caught in the, in that and, uh, and not know, you know, is it really translating into business? Am I wasting my time with this stuff? How can I tell, you know, if the messaging is right? Um, so, you know, what, I guess we could start off by what are, how can, a business is, and let's kind of start from the beginning. A new business or a business that's just getting started on social media. What what should they? How can they set their expectations about what social media is and how they should be using it for their business? Okay, I'm not sure where in which topic we'll end up. So let's just start talking and see start how from the beginning. comments will react. Sure. Right. Um, I'm a software developer too. I didn't like doing sales. I didn't like doing marketing, product marketing. Um, I think that part of my frustration was because uh, as, a, as a tech worker, everything you do is very deterministic. If you apply the right algorithm, you are going to make that thing work. It will work if you do the right stuff. In sales and marketing, you can do the right steps. You can take the right steps. You can be in the negotiation, but you don't have any guarantee that the deal is going to go through, that the post that you shared is going to be seen by anybody. And therefore, 
you can try and build some expectation framework. You can base it on some common knowledge about the industry, about how things work. Uh, and that's what you will end up doing. But at first, uh, what every business in general starts doing in social media, they start reading about social media because it's intense, it's everywhere, everybody's writing about it. You don't really know how, how high quality is the article that you're reading or if the article is outdated or if the Facebook algorithm still works the same way that this article was, was written about. But the general idea is that you sign up for all social media platforms. Um, and at that stage, the important takeaway is, yes, you probably want to be on all social media platforms that you can afford. I mean, that, that you can invest your time and commit to. Right. Uh, if you start using one, put a reminder somewhere to update your information every couple of months because the page design can switch and maybe you will need to update your avatar. Uh, you want to make sure that you have your phone, your address, your email, the way to contact you on the page. You want to make sure that the page description is still about what you're doing. Maybe you pivot your business and you want to make sure that it's still correctly displayed on your social media pages. Then you want to make sure that even in your profile descriptions, you have all the right information, all the right hashtags, so that people who are looking for services like you provide can find you. Um, and also, don't forget about the geography. Like, if, if you're running something and not buying ads, then everything you can get from social media basically is organic traffic. And the part of what, we're talk what we'll talk about is how to get more organic traction, how to test if you can get more paid traction, what are some things to look look out for? And each social media platform has like its own search engine. So if if someone wants to is is searching for your types of services and they happen to be in Facebook, they might use Facebook's you know search thing to to look for it. And so I think it's it's something that a lot of people overlook is just having that the page info, the the description and the title and and the business information and stuff updated. And you're right. I mean, like it seems like every time I turn around, Facebook is adding a new feature or updating something about the business page or changing the the sizing of the photographs and and cover art and stuff and and so if you if you haven't checked your your Facebook page in a while you might be surprised if you go and see all the new stuff that's there or see what's changed so that that's a great tip to just remind yourself every few months to go in and and check it out uh because that might be the first time someone sees your business right they land on your your page and they see a bunch of stuff that's out of whack especially coming from an IT business if I think it's more important for an IT business to make sure their social media profiles look good because that's a reflection on your tech skills even in the eyes of, of the customer, right? They're like, if, if this guy can't even use Facebook, then how can he fix my computer? So that's a, that's a good tip, definitely. So, so now we've, you know, we've got, oh, go ahead. You want to make sure that all your social media pages that you actually use, that you signed up for, are up to date and that it has any sort of update within the last at least few weeks, at least a month. Otherwise, yeah. like, um, use, use the same technique that you would use to look at the business. If you, and, and for that matter, we can consider actually your Google Maps, Maps entity or Google Business entity as one of your social media profiles. Uh. If you open a social media profile and it has zero stars, like you talked about reviews earlier in the show, uh, if it has zero posts within the last three months, you're just going to think that this business is dead. Imagine you want to go grab a breakfast and you're looking for a place to go get a breakfast you'll probably look for it in yelp or instagram or google maps if you see a place that has zero reviews or that has the last review six months ago like if you're that kind of guy that you're going to be so so looking into the details like, like find the right trade-off between the time you can invest in every platform and the minimal quality that you can get. And if you're spread too thin, maybe cut off on some platforms that you think users will not use to search for your kind of business. Like maybe people are not, people are not searching for tax support on Pinterest. I'm not sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. It, it, who knows, right? It's, uh, my philosophy is you know, sign up for as many as possible and then see where you get some traction and then kind of focus on those. Uh, but you're right. I'm, I, I can't imagine people are really searching for for tech support on Pinterest. Um, so when uh, so we've got our you know our profile set up. What is kind of the next step? You know, we say we have zero followers, zero likes. 
What do we need to do to start getting some traction and start getting noticed on, on social media? I think generally there are two ways to gain audience. To talk. Like, okay, first of all, you need someone to listen to what you're talking about and you need them to be people who can actually buy your services. Hmm. Uh, what you're doing with the show, you're telling everyone that, hey, you can go sign up to our page, you can um, check that see first mark so you actually see what we're talking about. You can also sign up to our new email newsletter and that gives you a better channel to reach the people that you're talking to. With social media, everyone is going to be doing essentially the same. The social media is just a part of the channels that they work with. And gaining audience can be done generally with two techniques. First, depends on money. If you can spend a ton of money into paid channels, whatever they are, paid promotion from other pages or other groups, um, paid projects, just buying ads on social media, then you can gain followers faster. I would argue that you shouldn't do that because followers are not revenue and you should not spend money just on followers per se. And if you're using advertising, then almost any other advertising techniques like boosting posts or optimizing for conversions or traffic will give you followers as a side effect. And then there's free uh, ways to grow your audience for free, uh, meaning not paying money to social media and partners um, as opposed to paid advertising. Um, free methods are not really essentially free because you're investing a lot of your time. Um, and they're just a, a list of items you can try depending on different social media platform that might work for you. Um, if I would have zero followers for Ampli for Ampli, like we don't really spend a lot of time trying to gain people from social media because first of all, like Try to decide what is the best way you can do with your time. Is it social media realistically or is it trying to set up AdWords or organic search? Uh, you can opt in for one or the other. There's no right answer. You can try both. If you're trying social media and you have zero followers, I would try to think, okay, what are social media platforms that people use um, either daily in my like neighborhood what where are the people who can hypothetically buy my services right if i'm a local shop in washington dc then i would think okay where are people who generally buy uh computer services i might think that well maybe these are these folks are on instagram uh maybe they actively use instagram what is the best way to gain traction on instagram to gain organic traffic from instagram having zero followers well, there are things on Instagram that gain traction for free, like hashtags. I would use some, any hashtag analytics tool to define hashtags that first filter people out to target folks in Washington, D.C. Second, assume some type of audience that I want. Maybe that's younger audience. Maybe that's freelancers. Maybe it's like small business owners who post about something, maybe some location like a coffee shop or I'm not really sure, right. maybe a business center. And then I would probably try posting stories with that hashtag and see how many views I can get there because people are going to end up there via explore and search. And the reason we're talking about Instagram stories is, is not because Instagram stories are particularly good and will always be good. It's because in the last few months, Stories video in particular on Instagram are getting a ton of free traction because Instagram is pushing that right. to push Snapchat out of the picture. Right. So right now, stories work very well. Last year, Facebook videos worked very well. You could have zero followers. You could create a Facebook video. You could write, use the right hashtags, and you would get a lot of views for free out of there. What is the next big thing? We don't know. But... Like being on, on the trash, as you don't have to read all the social media blogs, you will have a general feel on what is, what is right now the most interesting way to get some free traffic because social media is essentially paying for that themselves. Right. So, so I, I think the big two takeaways that I, that I got from that were, number one, think about where your ideal clients will be hanging out, which social media platform you think you know they would be. So for example, if I'm... Um, trying to go after, you know, in, say I, I, I'm running a, an IT shop here in, in DC and I want to go after political activists. 
So they they might be on you know Instagram a lot, sharing you know photos of of you know the political activities they're in. So I might want to go on Instagram if I'm looking to get into maybe government contract work. Um, I might want to go like to LinkedIn or something where it's a little bit more you know professionals talking about you know um, that government work and stuff. And uh, and then if I want to just go after like consumers or you know um, residential clients, then probably Facebook would be the best place to go for that. But, you know, that's something you can kind of play around with, but something to think about, right? Where are you going to spend most of your time at first? And then the second thing is to, when, when you focus on whatever platform it is, learn it very deeply and look for the latest thing that it's doing. So Instagram stories is the latest thing over there. Facebook live videos were the latest thing there. And really leverage that new thing that that platform is pushing because the platform is pushing it and it's going to give you a lot of free exposure um, you know, with the hashtags or whatever. Uh, and so that's definitely something to, to, to leverage and look out for because you're you're leveraging all of the billions of dollars that these companies are putting into the, to this stuff to to get it out there, uh, and you're kind of riding that wave. So I think that's a good good approach to take. One particularly interesting technique would be uh, once you started talking about LinkedIn, I thought this is actually a good idea. Um, first, on LinkedIn, you can buy an opportunity to chat with other people as a LinkedIn premium for sales. It's like a hundred bucks a month. Uh, and second, if you buy it, you will need to figure out what you want to write and who do you want to write to. But what some folks overlook is that you can hire some Philippines contractor for really cheap, like a hundred or 200 bucks a month. And they usually work on a per contract basis. And you can ask those guys to find small businesses in your city and find their CEOs on LinkedIn. And then you can have a nice, neat Excel spreadsheet of people on LinkedIn who are business owners in your area. And that, is, that gives you a way for extremely cheap to source leads. Uh, that is basically direct sales. That has nothing to do in particular with social media. But then, again, if you want sales, here's the thing that you really should try before you create that image of an alive and well organization on all the other social media platforms. And the second, if like as a small business owner, if you're running any experiment, uh, you should have an expectation of what is a success for that project. Say, okay, I'm going to spend a week on Facebook trying to uh, to write really interesting, engaging publications with different hashtags. I will spend a week on this project. I expect that I will have at least hundred people clicking on that post and landing on my blog and my website and then at least 10 people ending up in my newsletter. First, I suggest you actually track metrics that matter, not likes, not comments, not shares, but maybe newsletter subscribers, ideally new purchases. Um, And second, I suggest you have a deadline and like a cutoff date where if nothing works for a week, you will say, okay, I spend a week. I'm out of resource for this project. It didn't work. I will not continue doing this right now. I will circle back to this maybe in a few months. Don't fall prey to the sunk fallacy. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's a lot of other stuff you can try to do. Just don't get frustrated and don't get depressed over one technique that doesn't work. And don't try digging it if it doesn't intuitively work from first two or three attempts. Right. Yeah. I find some people, you know, want something to work so bad that they just keep trying and trying and trying and, and hoping for different results, even though they keep doing the same thing. So that, that makes sense. Um, so, uh, what, uh, how can, how can we, how can we analyze that as far as doing the analytics on it? Is it just a matter of, you know, having Google analytics set up and seeing, you know, the traffic that's coming from Facebook? Are there other ways we can track the success of our social media strategies? Pretty much. Uh, so you started answering the question uh, in a way that is very simple, and although very, they're very much correct. Um, there, so on social media, everything is trackable. That's good news. Every mm-hmm. social media platform, most of them, has some way of tracking the performance of your post and of your page. You will see how many new followers you have, how many views your post had, how many clicks your post had. 
there are a few problems. Most of the data is in some way corrupted and not correct. Uh, like Facebook will not correctly tell you how many people ended up on your website. You have Google Analytics for that. Mm. Uh, and there are a lot of different platforms. You don't want to learn all the different analytics platforms. You just want to have one that is accurate enough. Right. Um, and if you do enough marketing, you know that if you have two analytics platforms that are tracking essentially the same, they are going to tell you two different numbers. <laughs> right. Like, it's, just, it's just how it works. Ideally, yeah. yes, you should get the same metric. It, it's not happening. Something's going wrong all the time. So I suggest you use some service to keep track of what's happening on your social media. But that service should also be able to combine that data with data from your Google Analytics, or at least provide you a way to download a report and use that report alongside with Google Analytics to say, okay, imagine you have like 10,000 followers on Facebook, you do a post, a thousand people saw that post, which is miraculous. Uh, that's a lot, more like 500. Mm-hmm. But let's stick with a thousand. Okay, a thousand people saw your post. Maybe uh, I don't know, hundred people actually clicked your post. That is that is miraculous too. Ten percent CDR is great. Then from that hundred people, most analytics tools will tell you you had a hundred clicks. That's it. But that's not enough. That's not what you asked. The question you have in your head is, how much money am I getting from Facebook? Should I spend another hour of my time on Facebook? Uh, right. And the answer should be in purchases or in money. Now, you should have Google Analytics set up, and ideally you should have at least number of new purchases. Um, best case scenario, you should have revenue in there. If like connecting revenue to Google Analytics will take a little bit more time, say, okay, 10 hours of work, but you can settle, to, settle for one or two hours of work and just set up conversions. If you set up conversions, some tools like Amplifer, it will allow you to actually connect Google Analytics and all your social media pages, and it will give you uh, a single dashboard to look at all the metrics and to, and to keep track of which content, which post, which social media page gave you the most traffic, the most engagement, the most purchases. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, and that, that's hard, I think, for most, uh, especially like service businesses, like, like IT service businesses, there's not... There's not like a buy now button on the website, so it's you're you're tracking. Uh, the best you can do is you know track either newsletter subscriptions, a contact form, someone filling out your contact form, or someone calling you. And of course, with the phone number, that's hard to track unless you have a you know specific landing page with a unique phone number on it for each post on social media, which is which is a lot of work. Um, so so probably the best you can do is just see you know how many click throughs to your website, and then. Generally, how many more contact requests you had on on those days versus what you would have on a normal day without doing any social media, right? I mean, is there any better way to to track that stuff? So, regarding phone numbers, I'm pretty sure you can uh, actually substitute a phone number for a particular campaign or for a particular customer, or give them different extension number. That's okay. like that, that sounds obviously that should be automatable, but I don't right. know a particular service I can recommend. Right. Kind of like you can add like a, a unique number to a URL or something to track it. Yeah. You could probably do that to a phone number. That would yeah. That would make sense. And the other one is pretty hardcore. Um, what like what Amplifier does is when you schedule uh, a post with a link, it will add all the UTM tags there. So you will see from Google Analytics which post gave you that particular um, user. But then, as you just said, a person will not make a purchase the same day, the same session, and you will have a pretty hardcore Google Analytics setup that will create a user attribute writing uh, which post and which month, which cohort this user was acquired uh, versus when this user actually ended up buying something. Right. the, the simplest trade-off way would be probably adding a subscriber to your list and writing down some meta attributes to the user saying, hey, this user was acquired via Facebook campaign uh, with uh, that uh, content label. Like, like You will most likely use different types of content, and you will want to figure out which type of content actually works and which content doesn't work. Like You can try posting funny pictures about Windows blue screen of death, or you can try posting scary pictures of uh, Russians hacking your credit cards. And 
see what works and what doesn't um, is another another part that you will want to keep track of. Right. Yeah, and that's it, that. That makes sense because you want to do what people are reacting to and 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 you know engaging with. You want to do those more because that would more likely get more people to click through and, and land on your website. Um, so Greg in the chat says uh, that he'll buy f- ads just for awareness. He doesn't expect to sell anything. So is that is that a good approach to just you know not even worry about tracking necessarily sales, but just trying to get your name out there, get your business out there, and just have that awareness? Okay. Yes, I know there are three funny parts to that question. Sure. First, um, I started telling you that there, there are basically two approaches. One, you can buy your way to a larger audience, and that will mean more conversions at some point. Uh, that may be effective or not cost-effective. Um, and second, you can like do it all manually, right? Um, in a lot of situations, actually buying stuff is much faster and your time is much more valuable than a few hundred bucks that you can spend on advertising. Um, buying for awareness, I don't have a slightest clue if this will work for a particular business or not. If you can target to an audience small enough so that they really remember what you told them, mm. or if you find a way to track that you actually already talked to that particular person, um, and then kind of keep the history of all the advertised touches so you can know the complete cost of acquisition of that particular user, then you're golden, of course, do that. Um, and if you're selling, say, a subscription for a service, like monthly subscription uh, that will cover all the computer service cost of, say, a whole family, and if that's expensive enough, so you can spend maybe $100 for a particular user to sell on them. Like if your acquisition cost can be high enough reasonably for you to do this, then spending money to, to warm up is not a big deal. Uh, different companies are uh, approaching this differently. For someone spending 20 bucks a month for a service that will keep your social media nice and tidy and organized, is too much. They're not ready to spend 20 bucks. For others, spending a few hundreds on general awareness and making sure that, say, somewhere from 10 to 50,000 people in your city will know that you exist is a good idea. Um, Whether it's a good idea or not depends on stage of your business. If you're trying Mm -hmm. to acquire your first client, you better spend that 100 bucks on LinkedIn probably to outreach to a particular client. If, if you can justify warming up the market, then sure, go for it. Um, there's a reason why large companies and brands pay social media agencies tons of money for doing something that they don't even really track. A lot of social media agencies right. would have a performance indicator in engagement, in views. They don't care about selling a particular bottle of Coca-Cola, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. You, I, I, I guarantee that you know Coke isn't isn't tracking me when I view their ad, and then tracking me to the the nearest Seven Eleven to see if I purchased a. So maybe they are, but I, I doubt they are. But that makes sense, right? So the the bigger you are, um, the later in the in the game you are, probably the more. Um, benefit you'd get from just kind of general brand awareness, getting yourself out there to as many people as possible and not necessarily worrying about tracking every person to a sale. But when you're just starting out, it's really important to to narrow your focus and really try to try to focus in so that every person that that follows your ad or that that clicks through on your your um your posts ends up on your mailing list or ends up as a as a sale because you know, you want to make sure all the money or time, which is money, that you're spending on social media is going to give you that return on investment. Whereas if you're a huge company, you're just throwing money everywhere and you just want to get your name out there. Uh, is, is that kind of what you're saying? And, and if so, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Generally, I would, like after building the, the company, I would say that, like for me, it's justified to spend a few hundred bucks. Uh, on the first few months to determine if something works or not. Um, we tried ad, AdWords and uh, Facebook advertising in Russia, and it borderline worked. AdWords works great. We have a new trial sign-up for less than a dollar, and that's unheard of. That, that works in Eastern Europe and Russia. 
but then on on the US market, reaching out a thousand marketers just just for them to view my ad, a single ad is about forty bucks. I've spent a couple thousand dollars on the campaign. I've tried a lot of creatives, a lot of ads. I think we spent a little bit around five thousand on maybe fifty or sixty different ads. And the best CPM we got was still higher than thirty bucks, meaning that for me at that particular point, sell, selling a subscription to Amplifier at that price point, this mechanic just doesn't work. And I settled mm-hmm. on you know losing five thousand bucks, but knowing that okay, Facebook as a paid advertising channel is not a good fit for me right now. But that depends. Like selling to marketers is extremely expensive, but you do see those Chinese watches on Facebook every day, right? And someone posts that advertising, meaning if they sell you a watch for 40 bucks and the watch costs $1, then it means that the whole sale is less than 39 bucks for them to make a profit. And that means like that the higher the cost of your service, the larger the margin, then the more you can spend on reaching out a user. Yep, that makes sense. So so the acquisition cost is less than the value of the customer that the profit you receive from the customer, then you know, just keep doing that, right? You can scale that and and continue to make a profit. But right. the big thing is One just thing to, to, keep to in know mind, those numbers, right? Right. And the the acquisition cost, it, it rarely goes down. Like if you settle on an acquisition cost of twenty dollars or you're in like investigating an acquisition cost which is around fifty bucks for a user and you think that if you try more ads, the acquisition cost will go down. It rarely does. Usually, once you scale up, if you want 10 times more uh, customers from that same channel or 100 times more customers from the same channel, the acquisition cost will go up because the market and the target audience you're trying to reach will get saturated and the other players will start to bump the price of a particular ad and therefore your pricing your advertising spend will go up as well because it's auctions basically interesting yeah that makes sense okay um so i guess we'll we'll kind of end the the interview if you can kind of just let us know a little bit about um amplifer and what what you guys do there what what that platform can do and how that might be able to help our our listeners uh with their social media i hope the the first part was helpful um so in that long path from starting out and reaching your first client to being a huge company like Coca-Cola, um, at some point you will want to try social media. And what we want you to, to do is to be systematic about this. Once you stick to a platform or try a platform, we want you to, like you want to be consistent, you want to schedule something at least every week, you want to be sure that you keep track of what working, what doesn't work, you want to keep track of your metrics and you want something to nudge you every week to say, hey, you haven't posted anything or hey, you have a spike in your subscribers, maybe post something else. Hmm. Amplifier is basically a platform that allows you to work yourself or invite your coworkers. You can connect as many social media pages as you want. You can schedule your content to all social media at once. You can uh, create drafts of your content and then discuss those drafts with your co-workers, like a Google Docs, but for social media content. Uh, You can keep track of all the metrics per particular post and on monthly and weekly basis. You will get uh, weekly newsletters summarizing everything that happened on your social media, including conversions. If you have Google Analytics set up with goals and you connect that to Amplifier, then Amplifier will tell you how many newsletter signups or how many new purchases you've got through a particular post. Um, so basically it's a service that makes sure that you do all the right things, all the right steps in that negotiation with social media of trying to gain audience on there. If you want to go slow and step-by-step, you can do that. If you want to do advertising or even autopilot, like evergreen content right now, we're working on the feature. We promised it almost a year ago. We're trying to make it right. You will be able, like you are able right now to just upload with Excel file, say 200, 400 posts, 
and they're just going to be scheduled three posts a day, and you're covered for the next 100 days, right? What we're working on right now is a way for Amplifer to automatically schedule the posts that you already used that are good enough to be posted again and again and again on some basis, maybe once a week, maybe once a day for Twitter, so that you are consistent and alive on social media at the lowest cost possible for you as a human, you're in, as an executive of your company. Right. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, batching effort. So instead of needing to remember to every day sign in to social media and post, I can, you know, spend a, a Friday afternoon or something writing out my, all my social media posts for the next month and then throw them in a tool like Amplifer and, and, you know, make, just having the peace of mind that that's taken care of, and then I don't have to worry about it again till till next month or something like that. That that's that seems like it's it'll help you with that sort of thing, uh, with the kind of peace of mind of of you know that stuff's taken care of. And I like I like the framework idea. I'm I'm a big fan of frameworks. Um, setting up a framework or a process for something and that's repeatable, and that that way you don't have to spend any brain power thinking about it every time you just, you have that framework and then you're able to just repeat it over and over again. And, uh, and that, that's great. And the prices is, is, is uh, very affordable um, for, for Amplifer as well. So definitely something worth checking out, I think. Yeah. Right now it's like, I think five bucks per social media accounts per month. Yeah. So if you're on free social that's media, uh, social media, it's like 15 bucks a month. Um, yeah. If you will have any questions regarding Amplifer, you can reach out to me directly. Uh, Nate at Amplifer.com, Nate at A-M-B-L-I-F-R.com. Matthew, I think you can grab a free subscription for the next year and then tell me if it completely sucks or if it was helpful. I'd Um, love to, yeah. I'll send you a coupon on email. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I'm I'm always looking for for new tools to um, streamline stuff like this because, you know, I'm I'm a growing business as well and I have... uh, Actually, going back to what you were talking about, putting together like a, a, um, a, a spreadsheet of you know the different cl- customers uh, on LinkedIn and stuff that you you know potential customers. I mean, I have a VA that I that I just hired recently. That um, for a lot of her time, she just sits there and like does a Google search online and looks for all the potential customers. And then we have you know uh, now our spreadsheets like a couple thousand. Of of all these folks uh, with all the information, the owner name, the social media profile, all that stuff, and then once we get you know that list built out, I'm going to start using leveraging that for things like you know social media advertising or cold emails, um, stuff like that. So exactly. again, that like if you have yeah. a Twitter handles, you could say schedule a thousand like schedule a tweet for mentioning every one of them. Say hey, we're a nice. company in this niche, want to chat? Yeah. That's Very cool. one use case, pretty aggressive. Um, like, we're, like, funny thing about doing social media software overall is we get to be the judge of what is ethical for our users to do and what is not. These social media platforms don't limit us with the API. I mean, once we start posting not safe work content, they will ban the user. Right. But otherwise, we're a judge of what's ethical and what's not. And Amplifer is pretty strict about it. I mean, it wouldn't allow you to just spam the same content every minute. Um, right. I know some other services don't care. And that makes sense because that is the best experience for your users as well because you don't want to, to you know, your users might not know that sending hundreds of messages a day through social media is considered spamming or sending the same message over and over again. Um, it could be a bad thing. So sometimes you need to put kind of those constraints in place to help your users understand the best exactly. way to use the tool. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Nate, that's all the time we have today, but thanks so much for joining us on the show. A lot of great information. Uh, social media is a huge beast and it's an ever-changing beast. And um, so you definitely gave us some some pearls of wisdom there to help us kind of understand how to um, use social media and leverage it to build our business. Um, so I appreciate it. Thanks, you, thanks for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. It was fun. It was fast, actually. <laughs> yeah, it goes by fast, huh? <laughs> um, it's it's over in no time. So awesome. So thanks, guys, for uh, checking out this episode. Before we go, I just want to mention our last sponsor. That is Tech Blog Builder. Tech Blog Builder is the uh, blog writing service for IT businesses. Um, you can uh, sign up and we will cr- 
craft content that converts your website visitors into customers. So, you know, by now we should all know that producing consistent content is key to engaging your current customers and also getting yourself out there as an expert to new customers. Um, one of the best ways to do that is to release consistent blog posts. You can use those blog posts to put in your newsletter, to put on social media, <laughs> and you can use Amplifer to, to take those blog posts and then post them to social media on a consistent schedule. Um, but you know, the producing the content is the hardest part because that takes time, that takes some thought, that takes some planning. So, and, and a lot of you guys, I know you don't have time for that. You're out there, you know, making sales, um, visiting with your clients, getting work done, digging into computers, doing all that stuff. So let Tech Blog Builder take care of the actual content writing for you. You can sign up, and what what we'll do is we'll write uh, unique blog posts uh, written by a professional copywriter. So um, you know they're written very well. They're written to engage the reader, to get them to read all the way down to the bottom of the post, which means like a catchy headline, lots of different headings, using different images, um, different links. We make sure that the posts are SEO optimized. So that um, you know they'll they'll do well in search engines. So every blog post is really leveraged on multiple areas. You can share it, you can use it in the newsletter, and then it'll also help you in search engines. Uh, and all of that is done uh, specifically for your business. So you tell us a little bit about your business, and then every blog post we write for you is optimized for your business. So you know if you're have residential clients only, then the blog posts will be kind of fun and laid back. If you're, you know, focused on businesses, then the blog posts will be more professional, more, you know, ROI driven. How can you save money? Stuff like that. Uh, and uh, so, definitely check that out. Head on over to Tech Blog Builder and uh, and see for yourself kind of what we do. Uh, we have a, a section on the the. Um, the page there called Anatomy of a Tech Blog Builder Post. So we go through all the different things we do for every blog post to make sure that it's effective for you guys. And these are written specifically for IT businesses. So we understand the technology. We know how to translate technology into uh, terminology that the average reader will understand. And that's kind of our strong suit. So go ahead and check that out at techblogbuilder.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Don't forget uh, to join us in the Facebook group. That is Computer Business Marketing. You can go to techsitebuilder.com slash group. That'll take you to the uh, the Facebook group. And that's where we share some different marketing tips and tricks among you know a bunch of different IT professionals in there. You can figure out what works. You can ask questions. Lots of great stuff going on in there. And also don't forget, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to leave a review. We actually have a new review on iTunes from one of our, uh, one of our regular listeners, uh, Greg. And uh, Greg wrote, um, he rated us five stars. Thank you, Greg. And he said, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now. I was thrilled to find it because it focuses specifically on computer business marketing, hence the name. And I get so many great ideas and insights on how to run my own computer repair business that it has really upped my own game by leaps and bounds. Not only do you get great information, but you also hear from leaders and movers and shakers of the industry. Uh, so thanks uh, for that review, Greg. That, I really appreciate it. Um, love to hear from you guys. If you like the podcast, uh, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher. Leave us a review there. And uh, finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Tech Reputation and Tech Blog Builder. Thanks for listening to the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm-hmm.